Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by MyBookie. The 12 days of giveaways are here at MyBookie. Sign up at mybookie.ag. Use our promo code GATERS on your first deposit to redeem a bonus of up to $200. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Shark Coatings. Visit sharkfloorcoatings.com when you need professional floor coating services done right the first time. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Hey, big news right here for the Gators. Through the transfer portal, Cameron Jackson, defensive tackle, nose tackle from Memphis, entered the transfer portal not long after he enters the transfer portal. He commits to the Florida Gators. We'll get into that right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. And also, Rashad Torrance, uh, the latest declaration for the Gators heading to the NFL. What does it mean for the Gators secondary? A lot. (laughs) A lot. A lot of new faces Uh, will be back there for the Gators secondary. So we'll get into that right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Coming at you, it's been a bit, about a week since we've been here. uh, Enjoying the holiday time, taking a little bit of time off. Right here on Gators Breakdown. So, of course, a lot of things have happened. We'll get into it right here on this episode. But everybody, happy holidays. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. New Year coming up. Hope you have a new, safe, happy New Year's Eve, happy New Year. All that good stuff. So, lots going on in Gatorland. But I hope everybody got got to slow down some time a little bit. Spend some time with family out there. Everybody hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching us live right here on YouTube or watching the replay on YouTube, while you're here, just hit that like button. It goes a long way in supporting Gators Breakdown right here on YouTube. And subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Also, check us out, Gators Breakdown Plus. I tell you what, um, <laughs> there's so much conversation going on there on that Discord server. So many new members joining in lately. Everybody, thank you so much for that. Also, Big shout out to JP Gator uh, on there. If you join 
Uh, he, of course, Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin quarterback transfer, as we're speaking transfer portal here. Uh, JP Gator there on Discord went into some stats there. Uh, not trying to sell anybody on Graham Mertz one way or the other, but did give a, um, a, a analytical numbers approach to maybe why shouldn't feel so down on Graham Mertz, but not, not necessarily to say um, JP Gator is bought in or I'm bought in, but it does bring a different angle. Uh, and if you maybe want to see a maybe more positive outlook there on Graham Mertz, the quarterback transfer from Wisconsin, uh, JP Gator went, uh, had some really, really good numbers that he shared, uh, kind of looking at Graham Mertz's uh, uh, use in the Wisconsin offense this past season. So lots going on Gators Breakdown Plus, especially on that Discord as we come forward to the new year, a lot more chats will be happening there with me in the, the day in, the day out on the Discord, voice chats for extra episodes as well. We'll get back to all that right there on Gators Breakdown Plus. Just link is in the description to join. Also, GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM is the link. All right, Gator Nation. Let's get to it. Gators, got a new commit. Cameron Jackson from Memphis transfers to the Gators. There you go. Defensive lineman, defensive tackle, nose tackle, 6'6", 340 pounds. From, originally from Louisiana, so there might be a connection there. Going to have to try and chase that one down a little bit from Louisiana, so I'm sure there's some familiarity with this staff, most of this staff being there with Billy Napier in Louisiana. But from Haynesville, Louisiana, he was the number 18th, the 18th ranked defensive lineman in the transfer portal, according to On3. You see his profile right here if you're watching the YouTube version. Had his best season in 2022. 41 tackles, two and a half for loss, one sack, throw in four quarterback hurries and a pass breakup. You know, like most defensive tackles, the impact, the, the stats aren't going to be crazy. Few defensive tackles, you know, have the huge tackle numbers out there. But the impact for defensive tackles, of course, we know, mostly off the stat sheet. He consistently commanded double teams, flashes athleticism, um, in, in, in rushing the passer, 577 snaps, 20 pressures from the interior. And I, I shared on Twitter, I was watching this game. I, like I said, had some downtime, so watched a lot of bowl games. Uh, and then, of course, his, his name has come out for the last couple of weeks or so. So trying to keep an eye on him uh, when he would answer, when he would enter the transfer portal uh, and hopefully eventually end up at Florida like he did. Uh, but then, of course, watch their bowl game uh, versus Utah State. And I shared on Twitter, uh, his lone sack of the season just came a few days ago uh, in, in Memphis's bowl game versus Utah State. And you can see it. You can see his athleticism in that game, especially in this stack, uh, especially in this sack play. Uh, he stunts to the outside, uses his strength and speed uh, to get to the quarterback that's trying to escape the pressure. He gets to him anyway. But, of course, you know, his role – in mostly this nose tackle or, or, or gap close to it, take on blockers, command double teams, keep the linebackers clean, let them make plays. 41 total tackles this past season. And look, it comes in and, and looking to help players like Des Watson with 25 tackles, two and a half for loss. Chris McClellan, 23 tackles, two and a half for loss. 
And those are the guys you're looking at right now that he's probably going to be in the rotation with the most. We saw Des Watson flash at times this season. I think, I think really came along toward the end of the season and started playing a little bit more, uh, making more impact plays. Chris McClellan as well, the true freshman getting in this past season. Look for him to have a huge role coming up. But now pair Cameron Jackson with Des Watson, Chris McClellan. Banks, the other transfer from Louisville, Florida, got in. So the story with Cameron Jackson here is, you know, you guys remember, said, his name has been floated around um, for a couple, few weeks, and we know how this transfer portal stuff works. Now, there was a report that was released, later deleted by Edgar Thompson from Orlando Sentinel, uh, that, you know, he was going to end up at Florida. But names started floating around in circles kind of before that. And this was a player we knew we would need to watch out for uh, once Memphis played their bowl game. So he enters the transfer portal earlier this week and was going to visit Florida next weekend. And then as soon as that came out, hey, Miami's going to get involved. Okay, well, a lot of thought was, especially going Gators Breakdown Plus Discord and, and talking to fellow Gator fans here was, uh-oh, here we go again. Another Florida-Miami battle. If he visits Florida, visits Miami right after that, confidence level wouldn't be that high. Well, that was going to be all next weekend. Go visit Florida, right after go visit Miami. But Florida was able to get it done before a visit to either school took place. So hopefully, hopefully a sign of more urgency to push for commitments compared to last cycle, a more urgency to get the deal done. Bring guys in, don't even let them... I mean, for Florida, they didn't even let him get the, the Florida visit in <laughs> before they were able to get his commitment. But, you know, if that was going to happen, I think the, the ideal scenario where we're looking at is, okay, if he's going to visit Florida first, you don't let him leave campus without committing. You know, we needed to see something like this play out. I mean, Miami was very interested in Cameron Jackson. They needed help, too, along the defensive front. They were feeling good at a point, as short window as this has been since he's been in the transfer portal. But Florida gets the job done. So, of course, you now bring in Jackson, and he joins. I'm just going to go through the list here, because we know Florida has lost (laughs) a good bit of talent here. In these last couple of weeks. But he now joins. Mentioned it already. Desmond Watson. Right there. The nose tackle. In the middle of that defensive line. Right in the heart of the trenches. But Presley Newman Mielin. Up front as well. Jalen Humphreys. Justice Boone. Tyreek Sapp. Chris McClellan as I mentioned. Caleb Banks. The Louisville transfer. Jamari Lyons. Now add in Kelby Collins. Cameron James. Gavin Hill, Will Norman, who was impressing early. Corey Bender had his uh, report there at on three uh, looking at the um, Under Armour game. And the practices have just started. And he was impressed day one with Will Norman. So we know Florida just needed help in the middle of the defensive line. It's, been, it's just been, been an ongoing issue. And on the next Gators Breakdown, I'm going to go through the history of defensive tackle recruiting in the, the last four years or so. Pitiful. 
I shared it on Gators Breakdown Plus. I should have brought it over. All right, I just it just popped in my head. But you know, we'll get Will on Monday night, and we'll kind of go through some of these recent roster moves. And that's why I'm going to bring up recent defensive tackle recruiting for the Gators. Pitiful, and we know it. It's played out on field that way. And they've went through the transfer portal and mar- average at best results through the transfer portal at defensive tackle, nose tackle. Now you change defenses, and we knew the issues. Florida was headed in with, with, with that, that, that same issue headed into this past season, and it reared its head. Florida won you know, another, year straight, another year, and it's been three straight years of terrible defense, and it starts up front. But I, the potential here? I mean, through the portal... Now Florida's added 6'7", 310-pound Caleb Banks, and 6'6", 340-pound Cameron Jackson. And that's two Desmond Watson at 400 pounds. Chris McClellan at 305. Florida has added some beef. They've added some size up front. That's a lot. That's a lot to move. Now, Banks hasn't played a lot. We know that, especially at this weight. You know, he's, he's bulked up. But he's someone the staff has identified early. And they really like his potential. And now Jackson comes in. He'll have to prove as a transfer that he could play in the interior. Transferring from the AAC to the SEC. But Florida has certainly added sizable depth to the defensive line here. And at least right here for Jackson, he's, he's going to be instant impact. He may be starting day one. He may be a pretty good rotation with Des Watson. But he is going to play a lot for this Gator defensive front. And it is needed. So needed. One more time. Joins the group of Desmond Watson, Princely, Humphreys, Justice Boone, Tyreek Sapp, McClellan, Banks, Jamari Lyons, and then bring in the freshmen, Kelby Collins, Cameron James, Gavin Hill, Will Norman. So it just allows you to not have to force Will Norman in like another true freshman. I mean, if if he comes in as a true freshman and proves he can be out there, okay. But you don't have to force him out there like you did Jervon Dexter in 2020, Chris McClellan this past season. You know, high-level recruits at that position, but such a hard position to project for SEC play right there in the middle, nose tackle, defensive tackle. So now afford you where you can just work Will Norman in. Don't have to force him in. It's a big pickup for the Gators, one that was absolutely needed. Probably the position most, most needed for the Gators, and they've gotten two so far. Caleb Banks, and now Cameron Jackson. Big pickup, big pickup. Identified a target early, fended off Miami. Got it done. And hopefully, as I said, a sign. Hopefully a sign moving forward that, hey, this is our target. We're going to go get him. Somebody else wants him. They're going to have to fight us for him. It's not going to be so easy anymore. 
I mentioned that sense of urgency in the last Gators breakdown uh, through the transfer portal, through traditional recruiting as well, was just getting the deal done, getting it done. Maybe more pressure needed on campus when, when these guys visit. But this one, put the pressure on even before he visits. <laughs> get, the, get it done. Get it done. All right, so this edition for the Gators gives them 77 scholarship players. Of course, 85 is the number that Florida has to be at before they hit fall practice next year. Bringing in right now, transfers Graham Mertz. You know, we'll have more on him, too. Uh, now that it's, it's been official, uh, he, he announced and Florida announced he's going to be part of this transfer class. And I know a very polarizing subject there uh, is one quarterback, Graham Mertz, which transfer from Wisconsin. Now, uh, you know, we'll have plenty of time to, to break him down coming up. Caleb Banks, the other transfers that has been mentioned. Now, also, we, we, we did bring up, and it's been unannounced so far officially because he's playing in the Ohio State Bowl game, but the intention is there for Taraja Mitchell, the Ohio State linebacker, to join. So that's three. And now four transfers with Cameron Jackson. So currently, 77 scholarship players for the Gators is how it's kind of been charted out. And of course, Florida still needs to bring in more transfers. And you, you got the room right now. And mostly ones that can make an immediate impact. That's what Florida's looking for here. We know, kind of looking at all the roster deflections so far, that the outlook for most for most out there for this 2023 season is not great because of a lot of roster attrition. And maybe, you know, the most important position on the field, quarterback, maybe not a lot of confidence there right now. But Florida needs transfers to make an immediate impact. If you don't want to go through the, what some are projecting, predicting to be just an average season, or maybe even worse than that. Believe me, I've, I've, we've had the conversations a lot there on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. Not a lot of positive outlook for the 2023 Gators. But for, in order for that to change, Florida needs some immediate impact transfers. Michael Tarquin, Ethan White, leave massive holes on the offensive line. First time I've been on here, I was here with Tarquin, and now see he was transferring. But first time I've been on here since Ethan White um, has announced he was leaving as well. Bit of a surprise. And I know a lot of people are going to bring up, you know, why is this happening? Transfer portal. Of course, a lot of the early ones were understandable. And not really hurting Florida. You know, not a lot of impact players. Well, Tarquin White were. Tarquin, you know, maybe not happy splitting time this past season. Once Austin Barber was identified as a big-time playmaker on the offensive line for the Gators, Tarquin was, you know, expected to be the starter for most of the season. Get a lot of playing time. He gets injured. Kentucky game, I believe. Barber comes in, plays well. Tarquin splitting time. Okay, probably not happy with that. But it did look like he was going to be there with Barber as the two starting tackles. Now he's transferring to USC. Looks like he'll go start there for a possible college football playoff team next year. So you can't really blame him on the destination, but yeah, no, not sure he's too happy about how this past season played out. But definitely would have been up for a starting role for the Gators. And he's in white. Um, as I said, Maybe, maybe just not a fit. You know, I know the word culture uh, has been brought up a lot. 
Um, and we heard Chris McClellan say on, on the Gator Collective Spaces uh, that a lot of Mullen guys, um, not necessarily too crazy about all the responsibility um, that Napier asks of his players. And that doesn't mean those guys are bad. Doesn't mean, you know, those guys are bad culture fits. It just, not, not everything has to fit. You know, it doesn't have to mean these players are bad. Doesn't mean have to mean the, the 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 staff is bad. Look, this roster, all these roster moves, the high number of roster moves, it was going to happen either a year ago or right now after the first season, and we're seeing it after the first season. Now you can question the timeline, maybe of maybe when Billy Napier should have quote unquote cleaned house, and that's what most of these transfers kind of are. Maybe guys not seen a lot of playing time. Guys that are maybe not projected to see a lot of playing time, and no hard feelings. And some, some, a lot of this is just fits. They don't fit what Florida is. A lot of these guys are are mulling guys. Just not going to fit. I'm not even talking about attitude wise, culture wise, on the field. Not everybody's going to fit in what Billy Napier and Patrick Tony and Spencer are are wanting to do as coordinators and coaches, and that's okay. That happens in, in coaching transitions. I do think it gets overblown a bit that, oh, well, you now you have starters leaving and the culture can't seem... Nah, that's a stretch. That's a reach. Just sometimes they're not fits. That's really all there is to it. Nothing more than that. But either way, Tarquin, White, they leave some massive holes along the offensive line. And that was not expected just a week ago. So we know Florida has to add some along the offensive front. Offensive tackles, Walter Rouse from Stanford, uh, one to look out for, Gunnar Britton from Western Kentucky. Rouse from Stanford started four years at Stanford as an offensive tackle, so a lot of experience. Uh, Britton, every game for Western Kentucky this past season, he was named second team All-Conference USA. Both guys have one season remaining. Uh, and to help take over for White's departure, if he doesn't come back, he hasn't announced yet, but hard to see him coming back, I guess, once you, you enter the transfer portal, it's possible. But with him entering the portal, one guy I think to look out for, Baylor offensive guard transfer, Micah Mazuka, 6'5", 331 offensive guard, and is known as a strong run blocker. Started 10 games this past season for Baylor as a redshirt sophomore for the Baylor Bears. One I really, really keep an eye on for what Billy Napier and, and, and the offense they want to run. Micah Mazuka from Baylor, 6'5", 331. Uh, I know just recently, too, just throwing some, another name, Eastern Michigan offensive line transfer, Marcellus Johnson, uh, one more that just became available. So, so we sit here and kind of look at recent storylines, talking about now with Jackson coming in, Florida at 77 scholarship players, and we know Florida's got to add more. An offensive line specifically right now. More so than any other position. We know Florida needed help on the defensive line. They've brought in two. Florida needs to bring in two or three offensive linemen. Losing Osiris Torrance, one of the best offensive linemen in the country. That's one starter. Tarkin, White, two more starters. Garage declares. And Kingsley at center is the only returner right there in that group. 
Florida's got to hit the transfer portal and got to get some instant impact, ready to plug in and play guys. Hmm, Florida also, they'll be looking at the safety position or possibly looking at the safety position in the portal as well. With the recent and probably somewhat surprising news of Rashad Torrance declaring for the NFL draft. But we'll get into that in just a moment. But first, message from my friends at MyBookie. And look, it's still the holiday season and it is still the 12 days of giveaways at MyBookie. From odds boost, to, odds, odds boost to casino chips to straight up blocks, MyBookie's 12 days of giveaways is a can't-miss promotion. All these bowl games still to play, the college football playoff coming up, playoff push in the NFL. You want to get in on all that action. Ending on January 1st, you can bring in the new year right with giveaways that can help fill your stocking with cash this season. Sign up at MyBookie. Use promo code GATERS on your first deposit to redeem a bonus of up to $200. Again, that's promo code GATERS to claim a brand new deposit bonus designed for betters looking to get cash in and cash out quick. Experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know the goosebumps you get when Florida takes the field? Or when that 63-yard Hail Mary actually works? Or the thrill of a game-winning interception in the end zone? What a rush. You can experience that same rush every day at your home with Shark Coatings. We'll cover your old, ugly concrete with a beautiful industrial concrete coating and a warranty that lasts longer than most careers in professional football. So whether your garage floor is for parking, partying, or working out, Shark Coatings can transform it. And if your pool deck is starting to look like a bulldog, old, cracked, and smells like pee, Shark Coatings can transform that too. Shark Coatings is easy to clean, stain-resistant, and is 100% antibacterial and antimicrobial. We're easy on the eyes and on the maintenance. Gator Nation is worldwide, and Shark Coatings is based right in the heart of it. So whether you live in Brunswick, Georgia, or Live Oak, Florida, down to Ocala, over to New Smyrna Beach, or anywhere in between, Contact us for a free estimate today. Learn more at sharkfloorcoatings.com. That's sharkfloorcoatings.com. All right, let's get back to it right here on Gators Breakdown. And this past season, the 2022's season, leading tackler for the Gators defense, Rashad Torrance, is declaring for the NFL draft. And you heard me right. The team's leading tackler, I believe, uh, 86 tackles. And that goes back to earlier in this episode. And shows exactly why Florida needs instant impact defensive linemen. Rashad Torrance should not be the team's leading tackler. Now, if he was more of an in-the-box safety, quote-unquote, third linebacker type, maybe. But that's not what we got here. And these were tackles made down the field as a last line of defense. Credit to him for making those tackles. Missed a lot as well. But that should not be the case for a Florida defense. Started 27 games in his Gators career, did Rashad Torrance. And look, I was really looking forward to see if he'd make that jump this past season. Uh, but it never really materialized. Now, I know that goes for the whole defense, not just him. And he was getting, a, he, he was getting some preseason NFL draft love. Uh, but we never saw any kind of consistency out of him, the safety position in general, uh, I'm not sure where he'll or if he'll even be drafted. Uh, 
But at the same time, not even sure he was guaranteed a starting spot next season after the play this past season. And Florida now also loses trading as he runs out of eligibility. And big new look for the Gators back there at the safety position. And we want to go through it right quick with this move. Now Kamari Wilson almost assured a spot to start here for the Gators secondary at the safety position. And we look forward to his progression this offseason. But there should be a battle for the other spot in the spring. I, I like what I saw out of Miguel Mitchell toward the end of the season. Played in all 13 games. Made his first start against South Carolina. 15 tackles, one tackle for loss. Forced a fumble. Played mostly nickel, some safety, but now with the help needed at safety. Does he depart in the nickel position and now play safety because of what is needed for Florida? And of course, this past cycle, or current cycle still, but early signing day. Jordan Castell, Bryce Thornton, Gators bring those guys in on early signing day. They'll take part in spring along with Dakota Mitchell. But all this possible, all these things possible because all the transfers that has happened for Florida. Donovan McMillan, a player most of us were kind of ready to see get his shot. Transfers. He's going to pit closer to home. But then other possible contributors, Corey Collier, Kamar Wilcoxon, maybe even Travez Johnson as a hybrid nickel safety transfer out as well. And that just leaves opportunities for the guys mentioned, the true freshmen coming in. Miguel Mitchell, Kamari Wilson. But let's expand past safety. Looking, looking at the DB group as a whole. Throw in cornerbacks, Avery Helm, Jordan Young, and this, this secondary. <laughs> a ton of new faces. ton of new faces on the back end for the Gators. Jason Marshall, Jaden Hill, those guys, okay, there's your cornerbacks one and two, but all the other positions, up for grabs. Jadarius Perkins returns. We'll see. Do they slide him to safety? Does he still play the nickel role? I mean, all those spots, nickel, safety, all up for grabs. Completely all up for grabs. I mean, this defense has been awful three seasons in a row now. No job should be, no job should feel safe. I mean, mentioned Hill and Marshall, but those guys got to step up too. Not like they were or can't be questioned with their production performance this past season. Nobody should feel safe about their job on the defense. Nobody. But all these moves, kind of the theme of this episode, kind of the theme of the time right now in college football, this opens the door. Transfers at the safety position. And there have been some recent additions to the portal. Shot Torrance gone now, Tradine gone now, all those other transfers out, out. So transfer portal taketh away, and now can it give for the Gators? DJ Taylor, Arizona State, more of a return guy, but can Florida maybe bring him in, compete for a safety spot too, with some of the names already mentioned? He could fill two needs. I mean, Florida needs help in the, the, the uh, return specialist game as well. He had 716 all-purpose yards. That was 10th in the FBS this last year. 
525 kick return yards, 525 kickoff return yards on 24 attempts. 16 tackles, one pass breakup, one tackle for loss in 2022. So not really getting the probably impact you want at safety to plug and play. And he'd have to go out there and really, really earn. You know, this is not, uh, you know, Cameron Jackson coming in and has some stats and a position where you know he can plug and play and, and go play right away. Taylor from Arizona State, more of a return specialist. Can you work him in at safety too? But we know Florida needs help with both spots. And then Simeon Blair, Arkansas, just entered the transfer portal. Five foot ten. After his redshirt season, turned into a big contributor. 2019, 11 games in a backup role. This past season, he was third on the team with 73 tackles for Arkansas, 42 solo, five pass breakups, two tackles for a loss. So there you that that's what you're looking for. Guy who can come in, be an instant contributor, push the other guys at the safety spot, be in the rotation. Just entered, don't know much about Florida's chances there. But Simeon Blair from Arkansas, if you're going to go target somebody, that should be one of your biggest targets. Of course, linebacker, wide receiver, that should be added as well to the transfer portal. A little bit of a slow, little bit of a slow start here, but Florida's in the four, four, four in the fold now. We'll see how many more guys become available in the coming days after exit meetings coming up for some teams. Transfer portal's not done. <laughs> Believe me, got some bowl games coming up as well still. Not many left, but still some bowl games to throw in there as well. You'll see some you know, names from those schools pop up as well. So four, I mean, Florida's got to add about, what, probably six more at least? To, I mean, I think for some fans to feel good. I don't know if they'll go to 10. Probably would like to. But I don't think you want to take bodies just to take bodies. You want guys to come in and contribute, guys to push the guys that are already there. Certainly got the room for him. I expect probably more transfers out for Florida, too, after spring practice. Some guys are not going to like their, their roles that they're sticking around and they're passed up on a spring depth chart. You might see a couple, few more on the way out for Florida as well. So just got to get to that 85 limit before fall camp. Sitting at 77 right now. So got some room. We'll see what Florida does. Caden Jones. On the high school ranks, it's going to be a dogfight between Texas A&M and Florida for his services, offensive tackle. Certainly won't be an instant contributor in the offensive tackle spot, but somebody Florida has targeted, sent some misses on the high school recruiting trail, trying to finish it up with Caden Jones. He will commit next weekend at the Army All-American game. I believe that's still what it's called, but it's the uh, not the Under Armour one in Florida coming up. <laughs> it's the uh, the one that takes place in San Antonio. I believe it's still called the Army game. But there we go. Get you caught up right here on Gators Breakdown. We'll be back Monday night with Will Miles. Kind of our normal episodes back again. We're going to talk some uh, New Year's resolutions for the Gators. 
should be a fun one. And take a look back at our over-unders from this past season. Kind of a lot of news has been going on. We haven't really gotten to it, but season's coming to a close. We'll go back and look at just how good or how bad our predictions were <laughs> coming into this past season. But right here, Gators pick up a big one in the transfer portal. Cameron Jackson from Memphis. Commits to the Gators. Over behind the scenes, I know it was there, over Miami. Florida not letting them take any visits anywhere else. Goes get their guy. So identified two defensive line targets early on. Able to pull them in. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>